climate change, poverty, mental health, young people and adults face a world of constant change. It's the connections we make, innovations and education that come together to help us make a difference. Welcome to the power of young people to change the world. In this program, we bring together leaders that share stories designed to inspire you to serve, learn, and change the world. Now, here's your host, Amy Muirs. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Power of Young People to Change the World. I'm your host, Amy Muirs, and I'm here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio, where we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to shape a better world, and how educators are utilizing the power of service learning to redesign education. You know, service learning is being used in classrooms and after-school programs across the world, and they use it as a way for students to address issues that they really care about. And we've had some pretty phenomenal young people on the show who are tackling issues like teen driver safety, education equity, women's rights, uh, race and justice, economic disparities, and quite a few more. Um, we were just talking before the show. I think we've had at least 16 episodes now. So a lot of different issues that um, that young people are tack- tackling. But our guests today, they're tackling a huge issue. Uh, not only one that's here in the U.S., but all around the world, and that's mental health. So we know the pandemic has worth worsened um, kids and adults' mental health, right? Um, I was just reading an article um, just yesterday, I think it was, that the Children's Hospital in Colorado has declared a state of emergency because pediatric emergency room visits are up 72% this year through April. And in April, they were up 90%. And those visits were mostly suicide ideation or suicide attempts. So the pandemic has just increased anxiety across generations and our children, I think, have just run out of resilience. You know, they've experienced changes in their schools in with the loss of sports and after school programs. They've missed proms and graduations and celebrations. They've uh, lost that connection to family and friends. And then, of course, the loss of loved ones that too many people around the world are facing right now. Um, because of um, the pandemic. So there's a huge need to address mental health. And our guest today founded MIND, which is Mental Illness Needs to be Destigmatized. So it's a service learning project started by five high school students from the Foundation Academy Collegiate to address the urgent lack of conversation around mental health in their own community. Um, They were recently recognized at the 32nd Annual National Service Learning Conference with the 2021 Youth Leadership and Service Learning Excellence Award. So congratulations to all of you on that um, national honor. So I'm so excited to welcome to the show Tracy, Nomi, Nina, Fabian, and Jocelyn, as well as their phenomenal, amazing teacher, Colleen DiDonato. And before we talk to them about MIND, I think our listeners would really love to hear a little bit more about each of you. So why don't we we let each of you introduce yourselves? So Tracy, let's start with you. Could you share a little bit more about you? Hi, my name is Tracy Barrientos. As a junior in high school, um, I attend Foundation Academy Collegiate, and 
What I do in my free time is draw and physical activity. I also tend to really focus on my studies because education is very much a priority of mine. I also participate in a club called UNITY, which stands for Uniting Nations Through Interpretation and Translation for Years to Come. And I am very, you know, dedicated to resetting myself outside of mind. That's amazing. I love your dedication to education and unity sounds amazing. So maybe a whole new show on that topic. (laughs) Um, Nomi, how about you? Um, Do you want to introduce yourselves to our listeners? Hi, my name is Nomi Janis Castro. And like Tracy said, I'm a junior um, from a high school located in Trenton, New Jersey. Basically, when I'm not focused on mind, I spend most of my time doing community service and other clubs. And once again, just like Tracy, I'm in Unity, which, uh, which is a club that focuses on translating and interpreting for Spanish-speaking parents at my school. Very cool. Um, it sounds like you guys have some shared interests beyond mine, which is wonderful. Um, Nina, can you introduce yourself? Good afternoon. I am also a junior at Foundation Collegiate Academy. Um, mine is only is the only club that I am currently part of, but when I'm not in the club, I enjoy spending my time reading books. I really love mystery books, and when I'm not taking my time reading books, I take time to take care of my plants. You, plants? You grow, you grow plants? Yes, I'm growing two plants right now. I love plants. We can talk offline. (laughs) Jocelyn, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, listeners. Um, Just like all the other lovely ladies, I am a junior at Foundation Academy Collegiate. I'm the school ambassador for FAC and am an active member of many clubs and activities at our school, such as the Leadership Development Program, Poder, which is a Latinx empowerment group at our school, uh, National Honor Society, I'm president of the Civic Service Club, MIND, and much more. Uh, outside of school, I am a dancer competing with Body Language Dance Center, all while indulging in reading and spending time with my family. <laughs> what a wonderful bio. Can you tell people what FAC is? Oh, FAC is foundation, like our school. Okay. So I am our school ambassador. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. (laughs) I always, it's like, okay, acronyms, (laughs) Foundations Academy Collegiate. Got it. And then the amazing Colleen, the uh, teacher extraordinaire for this amazing group. Can you tell us about you? Yes. And then uh, do you want to, and then we'll go back to Fabian, if that's okay. Or do you want to do? Oh, I apologize, Fabian. Colleen, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and then we'll get Fabian. Absolutely. So I, uh, this is my 20th year teaching. Uh, It's my second year in Trenton and I have always taught English and have always enjoyed not just English curriculum, but engaging students in service, finding their voice um, and finding their own passions. Uh, So two years ago, I started to develop the civic service learning course and uh, currently uh, also teaching and helping students with mindfulness. I enjoy teaching about social justice. And I have a son 
in high school who's going to graduate and go to Temple University. I have a daughter who's an artist and a sophomore in high school, and I have another daughter heading into middle school next year. So uh, you have lots of free time on your hands. (laughs) Yes. Wonderful. And Fabian, last but not least, can you tell us a little bit about you? Good afternoon. Um, my name is Fabian Trevisier, and I'm currently a junior at Foundation Academy Collegiate as well. And I usually like to do anything artsy, like painting, sketching, crocheting, and embroidering. Uh, before COVID had like happened, I was also involved in many clubs like cooking club, volleyball club and playing in our youth orchestra. Wow. Um, This is an amazingly busy group of people, like the things that you guys are doing and the interests that you have um, outside of the work that you're doing with MIND is pretty amazing. Colleen, how did you come to be working with this amazing group of young people? How did this come together? So I started at Foundation Academy Collegiate last year. So this is my second year Um, after leaving Philadelphia, I transitioned to Trenton and I was fortunate enough to be able to implement this developing curriculum for all 11th graders. And after the founding teacher had resigned, I found a passion for service learning, which I did not have before. Um, I had a passion for students volunteering, but the concept of service learning was new to me. So I learned right alongside of them. And they are, I just want to say these five young ladies are superstars. Um, So I love that I'm able to get to work with them, help them find their passion while also getting to still teach English and still uh, help students find their own voices. That's amazing. Tracy, I'm wondering if you could tell us about the kind of the history of mine. How did it get started? Kind of how did you guys come together um, and decide that you were going to tackle mental illness? Uh, Yeah, mine started through our civic service learning class that we were all taking the first semester of our junior year. Uh, Each student was placed in a group with similar students who had similar interests, so that's why all of us have similar interests. Uh, I am very interested in the arts, such as other students here. Again, all of these lovely ladies. Uh, when we were brainstorming what our project was going to be about, we were all kind of like not really sure. We, we thought about different other topics, but then there was one person who had mentioned mental health and we all started thinking like, oh, this this is a topic we actually have never really talked about in school. So it really is a problem. And then once we figured that this topic was not something we really knew about, we decided to research more about it. And we realized that really mental health really isn't something that is talked about and should be talked about more often so that it can be normalized. And so we thought we should be, we should work on dissipating the stigma behind mental health, which is how we created MIND. That's amazing. And um, it's wonderful that, so just to make sure that I understand and our listeners understand. So you're in your civics class, you guys got to kind of go to groups of 
with other young people who had similar interests and you five landed on mental health. Were there other topics that were addressed um, in your, in that class as well? Uh, Each group kind of got to pick their own topic that, or their own problem that they wanted to work on in their community. And so we just happened to think about mental health and other groups kind of talked about like the littering in Trenton or also, yeah. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah. So you guys came together and, and this like, this kind of clicked obviously because you won a national award. And I happen to know because I'm on the review committee that there were some stiff competition. So well done guys. Very well done. Um, Know me. I know. um, Why are you so passionate about mental illness? Kind of what drew you for you to want to address this issue? Uh, Like Tracy said, when we were coming up with ideas about what topic we wanted to discuss, I've never before really paid much attention to my own mental health. But after COVID, I feel like everyone here and who are listening can agree that this pandemic was really hard on everyone in their own ways. And I feel like when we talked about mental health, we realized that it's not something our school or even our Trenton community even talked about. So we found it necessary to bring awareness to such a sensitive topic, which led us to attend a workshop at Waltz Watts, who were one of our community partners. And we got to learn new information that we never knew. And we were able to implement what we learned to help others in our community. And from there on, we were fortunate enough to implement and use our knowledge to actually earn an award and gain awareness all across the country. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, We're going to take a brief um, pause. And then when we return, we're going to continue our conversation with our guests from MIND. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. Voice America Empowerment Radio. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. 
And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm joined by the team from MIND um, from Foundation Academy Collegiate. So it's Nomi, Fabian, Jocelyn, Nina, and Tracy, as well as their teacher, Colleen. Again, thank you guys for joining me here today. So before we went to break, um, Nomi was talking about her passion around mental health. So Nina, what about you? Um, Why did you think that this issue was so important? And kind of why do you believe it's important to target this programming at high school students in particular? I think this issue is important to talk about because anyone can have a serious mental health issue, but not realize it or just like not know what to do about it. So it needs to be talked about so people can try to get what they need. And I think that it's important to talk about this in high school because I feel like we are at the mature point to be able to understand how serious this is and we should be able to start the conversations because I don't think younger kids could start conversations like that. Yeah, and when you hit high school, you kind of have that that ability to, to recognize and um, be able to help each other, right? Kind of that's being able to talk to each other about mental illness. Um, Jocelyn, I know part of Mind's mission is to address the effects that the stigmas, stigmas, <laughs> stigmatization <laughs> of mental health has on people of color specifically. Um, what led you to tackle that specific issue? And are there other groups in your community that um, are benefiting from your messages? Yeah, especially in our community, it is prominent that the mental health of people of color is often disregarded given our experiences. So we took a look at our own mirror and saw a commonality in not only our personal experiences, but at friends and family around us and saw that it is it is like a really big deal in our community. And realizing that it is an important part of high school stu- high schoolers and students across the globe, but it really isn't addressed or taken seriously until it becomes a psychiatric issue that requires serious attention is what really stood out to me because what we wanted to do is help the issue before it gets worse. So through like getting the inspiration for mind, we really wanted to encourage students and people around our community to address their issues with others. So that way everyone connects and forms a bond over their mental health and can really stop the stigmatization that no one has similar experiences. I love the fact that you were, you're addressing it before it becomes like, let's face it, life-threatening. Like I said, I mean, when, when the state of Colorado is declaring a state of emergency, 
you know, if, if we can address something before it gets to that space where people are thinking about suicide, um, yeah, that's huge. Uh, amazing work that you guys are doing. Um, Fabian, I'm wondering how, was it daunting taking on such a huge issue like mental health? Like, how did you feel about discussing an issue that so many people are hesitant to discuss? Um, yeah, no, it was very daunting at first, um, mainly because we weren't sure how, like, everything would be perceived um, by our fellow peers, because certain topics are definitely a lot more sensitive to certain people than others. However, over time, it wasn't as daunting as it was initially because many people were happy um, that we came up with MIND and they took that open space and really ran with it. And they found comfort in um, what we were doing. And we knew that talking about mental health was something that needed to be done in not only our school, but also in our whole community, as Jocelyn said. So we were happy and maybe even enthusiastic about starting a conversation about mental health. And personally, I was very nervous, um, mainly because I was worried that people weren't gonna be interested at all because um, like multiple times throughout like the, the years that we've been at this school, like of course we know the students, so, but not really. And so we thought that um, people weren't gonna be interested at all. And during our first event, we were trying to reach like 20 people virtually and we were worried that we weren't going to reach that, but we reached over it. And so, yeah, I'd say that it's like we did well. And um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's always, um, you know, you've you've hit on a topic, right, that people really care about when, when, when they show up um, in larger numbers than you actually thought <laughs> was possible. So that's amazing. Um, Colleen, how has service learning supported you and your students in addressing mental Ill illness and its effects? Kind of, how have you noticed the conversations shifting? Yeah, so I think the conversation has definitely shifted, specifically on my age myself. Um, you know, I grew up in the 90s, um, and people were suffering then, um, and it was interventions only ha happened after the self-harm and self-medicating were happening. Um, so that's why I really admire mine taking the proactive approach mm -hmm. um, in educating their peers. Um, they created amazing sessions that were informative, that were interactive, that gave students a vehicle to create a safe space to express their own concerns. And also, you know, the education piece was paramount. Um, I think that even within the last five years, the conversation of mental health has shifted and has become, and, you know, social media has its downfalls. I think it maybe contributes to the mental health uh, crisis in our country, but it also, I think, shines a light and people are finding their voice uh, especially young folks in in finding support systems um, right now, and I think the shame that used to be associated with mental health maybe is dissipating a little bit. I've heard students all year uh, talk about mental health and advocate for themselves, and 
things that didn't happen prior to the pandemic. So while the pandemic, I think, has exacerbated issues of mental health, I think it also has built uh, a cohort of kids that are like, you know, no, ma'am, I, I need I need to do this for me. So mm-hmm. I think I, you know, I I'm I think that, you know, we're turning a corner and this group specifically and their educating of others is going to truly destigmatize mental illness and mental health. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I I won't age myself either, but you, you are definitely younger than I am. And we didn't talk about mental health at all. Um, I, I grew up in the 80s. And so it wasn't a topic that you talked about. And it's amazing to me how far our young people have come to being able to, t- to take on issues that, that adults are afraid to talk about. And so um, it's, yeah, just a wonderful um, opportunity for others to see what the power of youth voice and youth action and service learning can do um, when, when young people are given the opportunity to do that. Um, Tracy, I think we should get into kind of the nitty gritty details around MIND. Um, could you tell us kind of about the resource fair and some of the activities that you guys put on last fall? Uh, yeah, our resource fair consisted of a mixture of discussions, teachings, and activities. We actually started with establishing norms because part of our goal was to create a safe space. Uh, we also partnered with Susan Crooks from Waltz Waltz, who encouraged the students to participate through the many lessons that she had planned. Uh, we also had activities where these students created poetry and self-portraits in which each student was able to express themselves through their poetry on their thoughts on mental health, while their self-portrait was more about representing their self-image in a positive light. That's awesome. I love that um, you, I've heard on a couple of um occasions now, how you guys engage partners. And so turning to those experts in your community. Nomi, what was your favorite part about leading the resource fair? After months of planning that resource fair, just seeing it place um, take place was exciting. This has probably been one of the hardest projects I did in this entire school year. <laughs> it was really, really challenging. We had to be multiple times a week because we wanted everything to be perfect. And we wanted people to actually show up and actually take something from what we were discussing. And after so much hard work, seeing something you create have such a huge impact is like life-changing. But my favorite part had to be seeing all of our classmates who used to seem observed share their own experiences surrounding mental health. The safe space we were able to create was an environment that made me feel accepted. And I'm pretty sure it made everyone in the group feel accepted. At the end of the event, we were all still so passionate that we had so many thoughts that we didn't have a chance to go over. That's awesome. I um, I think that people sometimes forget the importance of creating that safe space, especially when you're trying to hold a conversation or engage others in discussion around an issue that that isn't often talked about. So, um, 
Yeah, I love the fact that you guys created that safe space. Um, We do have to take another um, quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with our guests from Mind. So stay with us on The Power of Young People to Change the World. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual Spring National Service Learning Conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore who we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, um, today we're discussing how students and at Foundation Academy Collegiate are using service learning to address mental health in their school and community. And before we went to break, Nomi was sharing some of her favorite um, parts of leading the resource fair, which was one of the activities um, that the students of MIND um, um, created for their school. Um, Nina, I'm wondering, do you have a specific program or activity that was your favorite part to lead your peers in? My favorite program was reading all of the reflections the peers gave us. It was a lot of positive feedback 
and there was some negative feedback for things we could adjust but the positive feedback was really heartwarming and I remember one student said that they really enjoyed how we talked about what to say and what not to say when talking about mental health and I just we all just think that it's really important for uh, our peers to know how to handle conversations like that and talk about things like that with like special techniques. That's amazing. So, um, so you trained um, your fellow students on what to say and what not to say when they're, when they're hoping or recognizing that someone's struggling with a mental health issue. Is that correct? Yeah, basically. Okay. Awesome. Um, Fabian, um, what's it like to work on this MIND team? Are, what kind of skills have you gained um, for yourself um, by working on this project? It was and still is amazing to work as part of this team. And throughout the project, I'd say I've gained the skill of persistence and perseverance because there were many, many tough moments especially in the beginning of this project where we were still kind of struggling to put this together um, and still kind of figuring out how to make this teamwork really like prosper in a way. But we had to continue pushing in order to reach our end goal. And in my opinion, I'd say that we really did reach that goal. I think you definitely can say you did. <laughs> Jocelyn, how about you? Um, what's, what are some skills that you've gained by working on MIND? Um, and I'm wondering if you've been able to apply them, any of those skills to other aspects of your life, whether that's ab- academic or extracurricular. Yeah, there are so many I could ramble on. But by working on MIND, we gained not only the experience of running organizations in partnership with other businesses, but also the humility of being able to talk about our emotions with others. It was admiring and very new to see students that never really spoke up in class, feel the comfort and the support throughout our resource fairs to express how they felt. And from there, they were able to connect with students from other grades and classes with these same experiences resulting in a greater school and emotional bond with students and future friends that we hope to carry on as we continue um, to discuss mental health. And to address our amazing partnership, Waltz Waltz is an incredible foundation that we are able to expose to our school communities, which helps students learn more about mental health and receive more resources for guidance thanks to the help of our partner, Susan Crooks. Another amazing aspect was the excitement of talking and sharing our project with donors, receiving not only their emotional support, support, but monetary help as well. And to that, we greatly thank them. Finally, experiencing opportunities such as this one and being a part of the National Civic Service Conference to share a project with people across America and to inspire those around us to provoke change is truly special and an experience that I don't think we'll ever forget. That's amazing. I love um, how you talked about humility. And I think that that's... um, that's something that we don't often talk a lot about. And so I very much appreciate that you that you use that word. And again, coming back to that safe space that you guys created and how that's translating into school culture, um, that's impactful, right? So um, as we move um, into um, a new school year, you know, being able to hopefully that, you know, carry that on and continue with that safe space, um, that's just well done, very well done. 
Colleen, you have some amazing young people here, obviously. Um, as a teacher, how did you support your students um, and give them the room they needed to be able to lead this program? I, I, you know, it's choice. I think always when you are working with students in service learning or really in any content area, allowing them to choose a topic or something that they're passionate about and they will run with it. Um, I think that if students are passionate about the service that they're committed to, then those projects kind of lead themselves. Um, the framework really that I use is I just ask them lots of questions, right? So they come to me with their ideas and through probing questions, I help them see the strengths and maybe gaps within their idea. And then they, they go off and they research. I may also give them suggestions for research, you know, like, why don't you guys try to research this idea? Uh, I think one of our amazing community partners was Waltz Waltz. And um, their, you know, their mission is to create safe spaces and create stigma-free zones. And that, that came up on my Facebook feed one night. And I said, hey, guys, check this out. There's an organization in South Carolina. And that, that was it. And then they sent the email. They created the partnership. They met with Susan Crooks every week to create their sessions. Um, but I think it is just, you know, the sending of check this out. Have you thought about this? Because the kids are brilliant. And um, that, that is, that I think is what every educator needs to realize. I also think allowing, I don't allow the students, not that I don't allow them, but I kind of guide them towards a group that is interested in the same things, um, but allow them to choose the group roles so that they can, they can realize their strengths, right? So if their strength is in communication, they may be the outreach person. If their strength is in checklist, they may be the organization person. So I kind of design the, the group roles or the job descriptions and they choose them and they develop them themselves. Uh, and they, they hold each other accountable because that's what they said that they were good at. And, you know, if someone, if someone thinks that they'll develop a quality that they already feel a little bit of, that they already feel like they're competent in mm -hmm. and they'll want to become better at it. Yeah. So, you know, lots of choice, lots of guiding, lots of questions is really, you know, but allow them to run and don't. Don't hold them back. And I think we could do a whole nother show just on um, the process for for educators. Um, and like I say, it, they could take up a whole nother hour or, or more because <laughs> there's so yeah. many follow-up questions I could ask for that. But I do want to make sure that um, we hear more about, about <laughs> and from the kids. It is the power of young people. Um, so Tracy, um, what do you hope to do with MIND um, in the future? I'm actually really happy that you asked this question because MIND has become an official club at our school Woo. and we are, so, yeah, we're so excited to continue on uh, MIND. Uh, we plan to recruit new members and we've also been brainstorming ideas on what we plan for the next school year. 
In the future, we also hope to pass our club on to incoming seniors, juniors, or freshmen who are just as interested in maintaining the concept of mind alive. And as for our individual selves, I hope that wherever we go into the future, we still have the drive and passion for uh, advocating for mental health and, you know, bring that into our own communities. That's amazing. Congratulations on getting MIND um, basically into the school culture. That's, that's wonderful, wonderful news. Uh, Nomi, I'm wondering if you could share um, what it was like when you guys learned that you'd won a National Service Learning Award for this project. Well, I remember when I was going through the NYLC website and saw the announcement for the Youth Leadership for Service Learning Excellence Award. I quickly texted the group chat with everyone was like, gosh, should I do this? And everyone like, was very excited. I was like, yes, yes, you should try. And I filled out the application, keeping my expectations really low. Because in my mind at the time, I was like a small school in Trenton. There's no way we're going to win $1,000 compared to people all across the country. There's just no way. And a couple of days passed and still no news. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I was like, after a week passed, I was like, well, that's unfortunate. We didn't win. But then I remember on April 1st, I saw an email from NYLC congratulating us on the award. At first, I was in utter disbelief. I read it like multiple times thinking it was some sort of April Fool's joke. And it wasn't funny at the time. But when I realized, (laughs) honestly, I was just like, I didn't know what to think. And when I realized it was no joke, the first person I texted was my mom. Hi, mommy. (laughs) And then I told my group, and we are all thrilled with this generous opportunity. It just shows how you never know what you're able to accomplish until you try. Well, like I said earlier, um, being a part of the review committee, you guys had some amazing competition, um, but your project definitely um, represents high quality service learning and the impacts as you guys have articulated beautifully are so profound. Um, So, Fabian, before we go to break, um, what advice do you have for students or educators who are thinking about tackling a difficult topic like mental health? What what would you say to them? Uh, Although it would be very difficult, I'd say to just shoot for it because that's pretty much what we did. Um, And I think it's better to jump into the conversation rather than um, contemplate about it and then, like, let your if you have anxiety let your anxiety get to you Uh, as long as there are boundaries that are set and the conversation starts off with something broad you can like dig deeper and quickly make that make your community a stigma free zone that's awesome so throw your fear aside and just jump in is that (laughs) is that kind of sum it up yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> awesome. I, that's, I think that's great advice. <laughs> so we're going to take one last short break. And then when we come back, we're going to get some final reflections with today's guests. So stay with me, Amy Muirs, on the power of young people to change the world. And remember, you can follow the show on social media at NYLCORG or find us at NYLC.org. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Um, in our last few minutes together, I want to get some reflections from, from each of our guests. Um, so I'm wondering if you guys could share with our listeners maybe an insight from your work, um, something you want people to know, or any advice um, for other young people who are looking to start a project on an issue that they're passionate about. So I'm going to start with... Tracy, let's start with you. Okay. Um, I would like them to know that sharing their emotions is not a weakness. Instead, it makes you stronger as a person because you get to understand yourself on a deeper level and discover what you personally need as you self-reflect. Advice for any other young people looking to start a project on an issue they're passionate about is to simply persevere. Many times you want to kind of give up or sometimes things may not come as easy as they seem, but that does not mean that you should just simply give up. You should always remember like why your why, your purpose Mm -hmm. uh, and just keep, keep that in mind every time that they, you know, giving up even pops up in their head. And just remember that they're, they're doing this, they're persevering and they're doing this project for a reason. And that will keep, give them motivation and drive to make a change, the change they want in their community. I love that. 
Um, and I love that you talked about knowing and connecting to your why. I think that that is so important um, when we're when we're tackling an issue or in really in in the things that we do is understanding why we're doing what we're doing and being able to pull from that. That's thank you for sharing that, Tracy. So, Nina, how about you? What would you um, like to share with our listeners? One piece of advice that I have is that if you are going to do this, you need to be dedicated because this took a very long time with many hardworking hours. And sometimes things don't go as you plan or as you expected. So you need to be able to adjust to any miscalculations that you made. But the main thing is just, just you need to want to do it. So, because if you don't want to do it, then you're not going to be as dedicated as it needs to be. Yeah, it's, yeah, change doesn't come easy. So, yeah, we need that dedication. So very true. Nomi, how about you? Well, I would like them to know the fight to destigmatize mental health is never over. We all need to feel comfortable in having an open conversation surrounding mental health because it's something real that people have to go through. And for all the young people that are listening that want to start a project on an issue based on something you think is necessary for your community. When we started our project, we were we had so many people question, wow, mental health, that's so why mental health out of all the things that's going to be pretty hard. You could have just focused on recycling. But your age is not something that prevents you from making a change. Don't let no one underestimate your mission because it's being run by kids. Instead, use your age as motivation to accomplish what is needed in the world. In the beginning of junior year, if you would have told me I'll be talking on the radio in front of people, I would have thought you were crazy. (laughs) And now look at me now being a president of mine. It's crazy. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, Fabian, let's go with you next. Um, I would like them to know that everyone goes through tough times and struggling with your mental health is absolutely normal. Talking about mental health is no easy feat, but with the help of others and people who share like the same passion as you do, you should be able to accomplish pretty much anything like we pretty much have. Um, If you have an idea, don't knock it till you try it. I mean, look at us, even if it's not conventional or it's not like it's not something that people would think that you would be able to achieve. You should give it a shot. Like you, you would never know whether you'll fail or succeed if you haven't attempted it. There are so many people who gave up on something that they wanted to try because they thought that they would, that it would go bad or that it wouldn't work out later. You'll regret not trying because you gave up before you even started. And so then you'll sit there and you'll think about what would have been right. So even though you probably hear this from every single person (laughs) in this planet, you should never give up. You should try to reach your full potential and shoot even beyond that. Absolutely. Jocelyn, how about you? I would say that the piece of advice that I would love to give is to go out there and make change, especially during such times where voices need to be heard. It is possible to make a difference just by getting your voices out there. It will not be easy. (laughs) That is a guarantee. (laughs) 
but it's about the perseverance and working with others that inspire you to grow with them. I mean, with mind and all the people that are surrounding me here today, it was such a strong environment. And we each had the same drive and perseverance to go and pursue this group in order to make it a true experience for not only us, but to our school community. So that was really important. And to always remember that getting uncomfortable is the first step to the long road to change. So you can never give up. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. I was just like, yes, <laughs> like cheering yawn as you're talking about that. Um, Colleen, how about advice for our educators um, out there Ooh. who want to support um, their young people? Uh, I think this is a theme in every Education 101 class, uh, but it, it, it's true and it's a cliche, but we should never underestimate young people. You know, I learn from each one of them every day. You know, Nina is so compassionate. Fabian is so organized. Jocelyn is so well-spoken. Nomi, you know, Nomi asked last year, like, how can I be a better leader? And I said, go for it. Um and, and she went for it. She applied for the, the competition, you know, and Tracy, Tracy is so organized and so brilliant and, you know, they mesh together. So I think you can never underestimate the power of young people and, you know, allow students to research and pitch their own ideas, you know, as educators were like, this is what exists and this is what you should do, but allow them to say, yeah, I'm going to have a whole resource fair and I'm going to partner with people in California and I'm going to partner with people in South Carolina, right? I never would have imagined that they could, nah, it sounds bad, but pull it off. You know, they pulled <laughs> it off, you know, and, and they put in the time. So never shoot down their ideas. Um, I think what surprised me most was the dedication of every group. Uh, my civic service learning course load, it was two sections and we had 12 groups. Um, and every group when creating their projects, um, put in time outside of class, there were 12 total groups and 10 of them executed and it was, it was optional. But That's absolutely amazing, <laughs> Colleen. And I'm so sorry, we're going to have a whole nother show about yes. <laughs> the rest of their work. But I just want to thank you guys for joining me today for taking action on such an important topic. And I do want to just let everyone know next week's show, we're going to be talking political divides with the founder of Youthquake, who's a college student, Rashana Shah. So we're going to be um, hearing how she's helping young people turn their passion into action for change. So mark your calendars for next Thursday at six o'clock Eastern. And until next week, please join us as we serve, learn, change the world. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Power of Young People to Change the World. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world. 